Hi, and welcome to Recovery His Way on the campus of His Way in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm Stuart Whiting, and I'm sitting down once again with our director, Tom Reynolds. Good to be with you, Stuart. Hey, Tom, it's been a while since we've sat down and had a discussion. We've had a lot of different interesting people we've had a chance to talk to. Yeah, we want to do a lot of different things with this um, podcast and this time together. Um, but maybe let's spend a few minutes just kind of catching up on the state of the program and mm -hmm. things going on and just... Uh, kind of what the vibe is around the house and um, what's what's happening. So what comes to mind when I, you know, kind of throw that at you? Right. Well, I mean, a lot of good things are happening. It's been an exciting time. Um, of course, we've implemented a new program. So we're moving from a six-month program to a nine-month program, which was intended for a couple of reasons. One, to give guys more time to get ready to go to work so they get more time to really work on the recovery before they go to work because we're finding a lot of guys were kind of losing their focus on recovery as soon as they got a job. So we're they're staying longer to do that. And then we're also beginning, in fact, tomorrow we begin um, um, having the GED taught here and we're going to start having a number of community college classes offered here that the guys are excited about. So we're putting an educational track in um, and we've really found that with our guys who are going through the program over the years, that the guys who really pursue the educational piece, you know, kind of totally change the trajectory of their life, mm. really, you know, lift that glass ceiling and get them in a place where they have never imagined going before. So yeah, I know you've always um, encouraged additional education or right. finishing a GED or right. whatever that may be. But now having things offered here on our campus from time to time is really going to make that a lot easier oh, yeah, for guys to participate huge. in. Huge. I mean, it's it's now going to be a requirement. I mean, you, in order to complete the recovery program, you have to have an educational piece. And if you don't have your GED, you have to get your GED, which is also hitting with a little pushback because there's some guys who are intimidated by that. A lot of guys who have chosen not to get a GED because it's intimidated them over the years. So um, we were actually discussing that a few minutes ago that... Um, that that's still really important because one of the driving forces behind addiction is fear and letting those fears dominate and rule your life. And so really the idea of pursuing this is also a way to kind of break that fear cycle down in their lives, which I think also ultimately is going to help them with their sobriety. Yeah, you know, I like going to school, but quite honestly, if you ask me 15, 20, 30 years after I'm done with school to go back to, you know, do that, I can see where a little pushback comes in. But knowing the benefit that comes from that, at least putting in the work and making the effort along with the other programs we're doing um, is obviously really important. Right. You know, that you, you know it's important. That, so that's one of the big things happening yeah. is, is that and that going on. Of course, we got Easter coming up too. And I'm, re I'm very excited about that. You know, we, a couple years ago, we had our first sunrise service mm -hmm. here. And um, I really found that special. And maybe part of it's my own personal background. I remember as a kid going to those. And even though at the time I... Thought they were way too early in the morning and way too boring. Now I really find meaning of that in my own faith. And and so having that here, I'm excited about the opportunity. And, and I'm excited particularly about the fact that it's going to be, in my mind, I hope, kind of a marking point for us um, annually as, mm -hmm. as a ministry. As we celebrate rebirth and resurrection that we can really celebrate with because that's what this is about it's mm -hmm. about the resurrection of dead lives coming to to have meaning it's about the the um rebuilding of life and the rebirth of these men's lives um, and many of them can definitely identify with the fact that they came in here dead and they're leaving alive and um 
So that's one of the things we're really going to celebrate and both in terms, and one of the things I really want to focus on is the idea of the, the blessing of eternal life. You know, one of the things that obviously is a recovery program, we want to help guys get sobriety. We're trying to, you know, they're concerned about their career path and their family relationships and their legal situations and a lot of those things. But ultimately our focus is their soul and their spiritual destiny. And so that's really what I want to celebrate is the fact that even in cases where guys maybe have lost their lives in this past year, that there's still a celebration because virtually all of them came to know the Lord and came into a relationship with Christ while they were here. So when they did pass away, their family now looks forward to that hope and that spiritual um, future that they can have. Yeah, I know you are often, we're asked about what our success rate is and mm-hmm. and there's a lot of ways to, to quantify that or to try to quantify it. Right. But the, the most important to us is that 100% of the men who come in this program are going to be introduced to the gospel right. in a meaningful way, planting seeds and whether that's one day or nine months, whatever it may be. And I do uh, really, I'm looking forward to Easter also because I know a part of that is going to be um, you know, reading off the names of, of guys who've committed their lives to Christ while they've been here mm-hmm. just within the last 12 right. months. And I believe that's 36, I think is so the like, number mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think in terms of our vision to rally, you know, uh, mission-oriented churches to this kind of program, whether it's at His Way or reaching out in other places, but a Christ-centered recovery. And just to know that there are, you know, when Jesus says that the fields are white unto harvest, I mean, you see it here. Absolutely. And you, the guy, like I said, trying to convince Christians all the time that they are in constant need of the Savior can be a difficult thing. But guys who are struggling with substance abuse, they know they need something new. And and I'm, and, and, and that's always very impactful to, to see adults right. that are coming to Christ Right. And um, and changing their trajectory of their life. Right. So I mean, what a great thing to be a part of. Right. And I'm, I'm just very excited. I mean, one of the features of this one that I'm probably most excited about, most special to me, is that um, one of the young men who passed away this past year um, became a Christian when he was here, and um, his father is going to share mm-hmm. for a few minutes about the impact of his son's death upon their family. And, and yet one of the things that, you know, he and I have shared a lot about is the fact that, I mean, his father is a very successful businessman who has not considered spiritual things mm-hmm. very strong in his life. Mm-hmm. And that he is, he, he shared with me, you know, just that how, how it's really changed his focus toward the spiritual because he knows where Ryan is and he wants to make sure that he's going to be with him mm-hmm. one day. Right. And so that really, therefore... You know, again, that ministry to that one guy begins to impact the whole family. Totally. And uh, that's that's the beauty of what um, God's doing here. And now we also have some uh, kind of turning directions a little bit. We were uh, creating, uh, building a new thrift store right down the road for to replace the one that we've been leasing, uh, which is also really close to us. And what a blessing the thrift stores are for us. Oh, Can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, obviously, um, we continue to um, be impacted financially by it, obviously, as the thrift stores continue to be increasingly successful in terms of bringing in revenue to help support the ministry. Um, so that's been huge. Um, it's also been a blessing, you know, in the fact that it does give us that interface with the community. Um, you know, most residents are not going to come out to a um, most residents of the city of Huntsville or the community mm. aren't going to typically come out to our campus 
and experience um, what happens with the guys, but they will experience a thrift store. And so that's one of the great ways that we have to interface with the community and really tell our story and connect with people. And, and it's also been exciting um, that how many people we've gotten jobs and got to employ that way. And a lot of times they begin as volunteers um, and they end up with careers. I mean, I think even um, some of the people who you know, manage our thrift stores today and even lead this whole thrift store initiative started out kind of volunteering and helping out in some ways and developed a passion for it. And it's really been a huge blessing. Of course, all of our guys in the program go to the thrift stores um, and do that as volunteers. And in some cases, particularly ones that are difficult to employ situations, you know, either because of legal situations or um, maybe health reasons or whatever, it's hard to find a position for them. We usually can employ them at the thrift store and help them start getting that career back yeah. built up. And many of them have even stayed at the thrift store for long periods of time yeah. and have created um, careers. In fact, I was talking to um, one of our guys just this week who I don't typically talk to, graduated a couple, three years ago and has been one of, is one of our leaders now in one of the thrift stores. Um, he called me asking, what, is, what does he need to do in order to get the education necessary to be a counselor for guys in recovery? Mm. And you know, he's a guy that you know, drives a truck and fills up the box truck and mm. delivers mm. things and that kind of stuff. And now is wanting to see how he can get back into school and how he can educate himself and really become prepared and equipped to um, impact the lives of Yeah, and had the students. thrift store position not been there for the past couple of years, you know, who knows? This is a way, it's a way to continue to right. be tied to the organization and have good employment and be around people who are still really helping in recovery for Absolutely. him. And that's, yeah. And, and the whole volunteer thing is so important. I know, you know, we've been interviewing a lot of people yeah. who have volunteered and are, and are volunteering out here in a lot of different ways. I mean, some of them have been volunteer teachers, um, some of them um, board members, um, so different people volunteering in different kind of ways and how important that volunteer aspect is to a program like ours. Mm -hmm. Because um, one, obviously we couldn't afford to pay everybody that's, that's involved with the guys out here. I mean, there's an army of people that are engaged in this process every day, helping to um, affect these guys' lives. Um, we could never have been able to do that at the um, level that we have if it were for, if we had to pay everybody to do it. So the volunteer is incredibly important that way. But it's also important in that um, it gives, you know, volunteering gives people an outlet that's different than a job. You know, they're no longer doing it for a paycheck. They're not doing it because it's an obligation. They're doing it because of a passion. And, um, you know, it becomes that passion that becomes like a hobby, right? We all like to have our hobbies because it's that thing we do that sometimes our hobbies are kind of like we have our jobs so we can afford our hobby, you know, type mm -hmm. of thing. And that's really our passion. That's really the thing we love. Um, and volunteering really can be that way in a ministry like this where people are passionately involved in something that matters most mm -hmm. to them. And so I think it's a great way to for people to express that. I think it's a great blessing for people who volunteer. Um, I think all of us need our lives. God has wired us that we need more in our lives than just a paying job, I think, yeah. or even a career. We need meaning and purpose in our lives. And sometimes we find those things in our careers and sometimes we find those things in other ways. And I think volunteering becomes a great avenue in which to express that passion and really allow yourself to work in that purpose. And particularly when you deal with um, like retiring people, people who are wrapping up their careers. I mean, 
what what more significant thing does a person need than when you've devoted yourself for 35, 40 years in a profession, all of a sudden you're going to stop that. And what are you going to retire to? What is going to be your purpose, your life goal? Your, and so many people struggle with that. And what a great opportunity to volunteer and be engaged in something like this and really find almost a second career um, that can really um, maybe bring as much blessing, if not more blessing, than your first. Yeah, uh, we've interviewed a number of our weekly, mm -hmm. our routine volunteers, particularly our teachers, um, on this podcast, there's some that we haven't. Like you said, there's so many people involved. I have a feeling that if we were to say to them, uh, sorry, we no longer need you out here, you know, every week. Um, we're doing something, whatever, and, you know, we're taking away that. I think that would probably not go over so well because it is an integral part of their their weekly schedule and more than that like you're you're speaking to um it becomes part of really who they are and where they're finding fulfillment in again in 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 just filling up their schedule but in living out their faith in a meaningful way and I, every one of them has mentioned that when they're interviewed right. you know just uh being involved in the guys lives in a way it seems trivial on one hand you know you're you're only with you know maybe you're teaching an hour or two a week um, but you really can get to know the guys and get to know the spirit of of what we're doing here as a ministry. And then that almost always, in every case that I'm thinking of, drives to more interaction. And now you do make personal connections with individuals. And now you start seeing, you know, the calling of, of reaching out to someone and helping someone in need. And you take that on as a personal, you know, mission. Uh, right. Because you are willing to you know, do something an hour or two hours a week. Right. And it just blossoms into something that is the most, you know, maybe the most meaningful thing you're doing every week. Right. I mean, and one of the things I was thinking about this whole experience too, is that, you know, so many people we have are, that are volunteers are very gifted, talented, experienced people. You know, people we could have never afforded, mm -hmm. you know, have the training experience that we could have never afforded to um, have that kind of skill set here. And yet as a volunteer, they're bringing the maturity, their life experience. I mean, we've had, you know, doctors and nurses and, and uh, professionals and all kind of walks of life um, come out here and be engaged. We could have never dreamed of being able to afford a person like that, and yet they're doing it as a volunteer, and they're bringing all that skill and experience. And one of the things that's really cool, too, is that most of the guys who are in this program have never in, had an opportunity to interact with people of that success level, right. of that level of experience in life, and it connects, it validates them. They feel like all of a sudden I have a friend who's a doctor, I have a friend who's an attorney, I have a friend who's a, an engineer, or a professional, a computer um, person. Um, that's something they've never known before. They've had friends who kind of run the streets and been out of prison with them or something like that. So to develop that new caliber of friend and relationship is, is incredibly validating to them. And it then connects them with a the community of people who can support them and give them opportunities that they would have never dreamed of. Um, yeah, I can think of a several of our graduates who have mentioned specifically that point at their graduation right. that, you know, uh, I've come in contact with you know, these different people on staff and volunteers and, and how it, it almost creates a new vision for what they're like. I mean, I'm thinking one particular um, graduate who's uh, still a part of our staff now as a house leader who is, I, I think because of that experience, he's been driven to, I want to, you know, further my education and he's in college now. And 
uh, and very, very different life than he had, you know, before he came into his way. Right. Just, just because of the influence of the people, not even necessarily the program and the curriculum, but you know, being around um, people who have a different outlook on life. Right. And, and another thing that communicates to the guys, I think, is really important, is a volunteer says that you matter, right? Because I'm not here for a paycheck. I'm not here to pay my mortgage. I'm not here to get gas in my car. In fact, I'm spending gas in my car, right, to be with you. And, and that's, I mean, most of these guys, again, they're not used to that. You know, if they're not getting, you know, they're not going to go do anything unless there's a salary attached to it or an hourly wage attached to it or some benefit for them. And so they get to see that. And one of the things, obviously, we want to teach them is we want to give them the opportunities to volunteer, mm -hmm. too, because the same benefit that people in the community find in being involved here is the same benefit that right. these guys need to start giving back and learning what that means. I mean, you know, Jesus says, more blessed to give than receive, right? And so how do we want to bless these guys the most? We want to bless them with the opportunity to give. And so when they see other people volunteering, um, and they're and motivated to do it too. And they begin to totally shift the paradigm because every addict thinks and is engaged in the world to get something. You know, I'm trying to get this, get this, get that guy to do this for me, get that guy to do that. And all of a sudden it becomes about giving and how can I bless people? How can I serve people? How can I make an impact to help their, somebody else's life other than mine? That's a dramatic shift. And, and it's really a shift from addiction to sobriety again, mm -hmm. because it's a, that movement away from self-centeredness and self-gratification into a other-centered, loving, compassionate, giving thing. And so that's a huge paradigm shift not, that really not just sobriety. avoiding chemical dependency, right, right, but actually with a new way of thinking exactly. and, and spiritually. And we've had a couple of great instances with this particular household over the past few months with the, the house on their own deciding to get one of their housemates, you know, new teeth right, and right. just raising money on their own. Right. And because, you know, this, uh, the resident had spent a lot of time homeless and right. had the kinds of marks, physical marks that come with that. And uh, they said, we want, we want to help him. And then he gets the, the new teeth and he just can't help but smile. And, uh, and then recently with, uh, I know we wrote a blog about it with our going to about um, supporting to make a wish mm -hmm. and just, the, the amount of money that they are willing to give out of really their limited means in, right. in, in most cases. And so the paradigm shift, you just see it in right. action in a way that you don't necessarily always see among the successful, you know, um, Christian pods in a way that we wish we would. Right. And, um, you know, we, we're, we're, we're sometimes very stingy with our giving in a way that someone out of their, again, their limited means once they have a new vision. Well, to give you an illustration that I was telling, you know, Scott Martin that we interviewed a while back had, um, had done the Make-A-Wish yes. thing and had spearheaded that. And um, I shared this with him when he, after he found out how much money the guys had given and how it blew him away, is um, one of our residents who was homeless. It literally, I mean, literally was homeless. He had um, met Christians through a church committed to working with the homeless. So he's very passionate about this is his church, this is my church. And they created an avenue for him to come here. And um, so they, they raised the money for him to get in here. And he came in and he had um, like $47 in his account. That was his spending money. Um, and when he heard about the Make-A-Wish thing, he asked... If you could give forty of it to that, and I was like, I asked him. I said, "Are you sure you want it?" And he said, "Yeah, absolutely." And I was like, 
or you you're 47 you're 40 of it away oh yeah 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 and i was like and i struggled i mean honestly yeah. I, I i do the books for the guys i sat there and i was like okay i'm gonna have to transfer this money from his account over here and i sat there and i had to pray because yeah. i was thinking i just one hand saying i thought well maybe he's homeless because he's irresponsible with money and this isn't the right thing for him to do yeah. and yet then i said but I know that it's more blessed to give than receive. So do I want to rob this guy of his blessing because I'm trying to be a good steward of his finances? And so, yes. no, well, we got to give it. And, um, and I mean, there's not been a moment that he's not very joyful about that fact. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I see that kind of you shift in people. Right. Right? Yeah, and so thinking of the volunteers, you know, I think it, for someone who wouldn't consider doing, getting involved in ministry like this, I think it's really important to, to just... Be, just bring whatever gift you have. Right. You know, you're, you don't have to recreate or you have to do something, you know, that you're uncomfortable with or figure out, oh, well, I don't know how to teach a class. We have one, I'm thinking of one lady who is very special, who once a month brings a meal on Saturdays. Right. We don't provide the meal over the weekend. That's another part of the foods available for the guys, but they have to do it on their own, which is right. a good responsibility moment. They tend to cook for each other. and It's actually a real bonding right. time. Right. Right. But she comes, you know, one Saturday every month. Mm -hmm. And man, the guys look forward to that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's special to her and it's something she can do. And she usually brings, you know, like her husband and maybe other people at the church and they serve and, and they, the guys know this is not something she has to do right. um, for any particular reason, except right. that out of the goodness of her heart right. and wanting to right. bless them. And, and there's all in a ministry this size and whatever ministry in the area that you may be listening in, they can use whatever you can do probably. Oh yeah. I mean, I think so many times you hear, oh, recovery ministry. Well, I, I don't have a recovery story. I don't have anything to offer. Or these are men and I'm a woman. How would I help? Or, um, you know, these guys are old. I'm young. Or, you know, these guys come from a walk of life. I don't know. But everybody has gifts and talents that can be used in a myriad of ways. Um, I mean, your illustration, that's a beautiful one because um, she not only prepares a meal, but she makes it a very special meal. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she sets the tables and she decorates and, and the guys feel so honored mm -hmm. that she goes to that length to provide this and create this experience, this feast yeah. for them that yeah. really elevates them and elevates their value again and elevates, it's not like we're just slopping hogs here. We're actually feeding people who have been created in the image of God and we're lifting mm -hmm. up their identity and showing their validity and yeah. their significance in the world. And we have, a, there's another group at, at that church she's a part of that's considering doing the same thing. And I've got them talking to each other so that they, uh, they can think about doing that because they've heard how special it is for her to be here, which is really great. Right. Um, yeah. And then we have, we, you know, speaking of, of ladies helping here, we've got several ladies who help in our admin part of our office right. and under the direction of our office manager and you know do there in a facility like this there's all kind of filing and and, and updating spreadsheets and um, you know there's just the the and they 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 are a blessing because they come in the afternoons and help with that and so the 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 message is you know just reach out to a ministry and say you know, hey, I can do this. Is this something I can, you can use me in? Right. And, right. and they'll they'll be blessed by it for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, whether it's gardening skills or lawn care or um, painting or you know, is it just spending time with people? I mean, I have a guy right now who's a graduate of the program, and um, you know, he had he had been out here back when 
Um, I think we interviewed Andrew and Matt one time about coming out here and doing CrossFit and all the stuff that they did. Now they connect with guys and how they personally got, and they're still involved to this day, even though CrossFit's long since left the structure. Um, this guy came in and said, hey, I want to reignite that. I want to kind of get him back out and hang out in the weight room and kind of lift weights with the guys and build that fellowship again. And, and so he's finding a way to volunteer. And this is a guy who graduated our program you know, a couple years ago, coming back and getting involved in that yeah. way. And that's been another thing that's been exciting lately is we've had a number of our former residents and graduates of the program, you know, come back. And a lot of times they're not in the strongest financial position. You know, they're trying to rebuild their own lives, but they know the value of people coming from the outside in, having mm-hmm. exposure, and just the encouragement that it brings. And they know they need it. When they get back in this environment, it reinforces and re-energizes their recovery as well as they know coming from the outside in is a blessing to them. So it's really neat to see that, you know, hand in glove, kind of everyone mutually being benefited. Totally, because we we know the benefit from the organizational standpoint of all of the extra volunteer hours and training and teaching that goes on. But then really on the personal level, you've already quoted it, it's more blessed to give than to receive. We we know when we when we sacrifice our time and money and energy that we are the ones that are blessed and so you know allow allow that blessing to work in in your life if you're thinking about you know doing this give it a shot right. and you'll find that it's uh, super important and meaningful going forward oh yeah yeah i think and and so many times you know i think particularly we we are uncomfortable getting involved with something when we don't know what the end is going to be mm-hmm. And this is one of those things where you don't know what the end is going to be. But I can guarantee you, with my experience, I started as a volunteer myself. Mm-hmm. With my experience and the experience of everyone that we've seen, um, the end is much more glorious than anything you would have ever dreamed of when you started the endeavor in the first place. So it may not be where you expected to be. It is a really rewarding experience. And so um, you know, just take the risk. Take the risk. And um, don't, be, don't try to script it. Let God work it in his way simply make yourself available right okay well i think um, that's a good challenge for all of us to to consider and we're going to go out on so you know if you have any questions about getting involved with his way uh, we invite you to uh, visit our website hiswayinc.org or find a ministry uh, a group in your area that you can bless with your volunteering